Welcome to The Better's Verdict, a Herbert Smith Freehills podcast on gambling law. And this is an emergency pod today because just a few days ago, the specifics of a bill to legalize sports gambling in New York State were introduced. Uh, This is a giant development to anybody that follows these things. Um, We've talked on a previous episode about how New York is one of a few states with a constitutional prohibition against gambling, though it's subject to all sorts of exceptions for various lobbies, including horse racing and lotteries and other other lobbies. But now it looks like there is a big push from the governor on down for sports gambling to become legal. As is expected, this bill is pretty wacky. And I'm excited to have on to the pod today someone that's written extensively about it, um, a writer at XL Media, Robert Linehan. Stephen, thanks for having me on. You know, it's an honor. Uh, I've never been a part of an emergency podcast before, so this is a first for me. Me neither. So we're just going to have to learn together. (laughs) If there is ever an emergency, it's New York, the, the state of New York gambling, online gambling. And I want to apologize in advance to my uh, global listeners. This episode of the pod is going to be fairly New York centric, but I think it does provide a good model for how this sort of legalization is happening in a bespoke sort of way on a state by state basis. Though I'm not sure many onlookers thought that New York would be happening so soon. So let's dive into it. When I say that this might happen in New York soon, what sort of time frame are we talking about here? Oh, man. Well, Stephen, that that is one of the million dollar questions that you'll get with New York online sports gambling. The timeline is I'll run through it here. The the um, the bill uh, lays it out this way. So the state has to make requests for applications for two platform providers, and this has to be done by July 1st. Now, platform providers will from what and and this is um, we'll get into this later but nobody quite understands what a platform provider will do they will uh, i'm assuming kind of be like the primary skins if you will of the new york online sports gambling program uh there'll be two uh new york will put out a request for applications by july 1st at the latest the window for applications will be 30 days then the new york gaming commission will have 150 days from then to make a selection. So, you know, let's say July 1st is when the request goes out. August 1st is when the window will close. And then they have five months. So that puts you right around January. And then the platform providers have to get their services up and running, which nobody has any idea how long that's going to take for New York. So, you know, I have seen and, and I've actually read a couple of things where the unofficial goal is to be able to take bets by the Super Bowl. So that's February of 2022 is when the first bet in New York could be taken. So you said there's going to be two. Why is that? Is that a limit? Is that a minimum or a maximum? Well, that's a minimum. And in the bill, they can have additional platform providers at a future date, if and the wording is very vague, it's just I, I think if it's deemed advantageous for the state that they could bring in additional platform providers at some point. So presumably, this is going to be quite a beauty contest for who gets those coveted two spots. 
to offer sports gambling in New York. It's going to be based on this. Not, I don't want to say arbitrary, but nobody really knows how it's going to be based. And there's going to be some type of scoring system where, you know, the New York Gaming Commission is going to take into account these companies, their bid packages. Uh, they're going to take into account their gross revenue estimates, how quickly they could get operations up and running. Special considerations will be made for companies that will bring in the um Native American tribes into either a revenue sharing program or includes them somehow. It, it's pretty obscure and nobody really knows how that's going to be done. That's going to be a big sticking point. And then the biggie is going to be what they're willing to share uh, or share or what they're willing to be taxed by the state. So the minimum tax rate is 13%. But I mean, you can throw that right out the window. Uh, Governor Cuomo has you know, he's publicly said that he hopes to at least have a 50% share with these platform providers and maybe even 55% share. So, so that's kind of giving away the game. That's what that's what this is all about, right? It's going to be a big part of it. I mean, and, and again, and, and I'm speaking in generalities because you can read 12 different articles on this bill. And you can read 12 different views of how it's all going to work out. Uh, the, the, the revenue, the, you know, the, whatever uh, the, the revenue sharing uh, limit or the tax limit or the tax rate, excuse me, that these companies are going to bid. Yeah, that, that will. I mean, that will be the big ticket item. But, you know, the, all these other considerations are also going to be taken into account. So uh, until, you know, I don't even know if they're going to make the bid packages public. I, I have no idea. So until we see, until a choice has been made, it's just going to be sort of a wait and see type of thing. So this could be a rare case where companies are willingly offering to pay more tax because they want to be the one that gets the golden ticket. Well, I mean, think about it this way. New Jersey has taken the most revenue in the entire country since er, with their online sports betting program. And by all accounts, New York is going to be bigger. So these companies are going to want to jump in. They're going to want to jump in hard. And I mean, it's, it's going to be wild. It, it's just it's, it's just going to be a wild couple of months until this gets all shaken out until and until everything uh, gets up and running. So let's talk about the great unknown. First of all, it, will it be two providers? Because I see that each provider then chooses several skins. What does that mean? Uh, well, again, nobody really has any idea. So the platform providers, there will be a minimum of a minimum, excuse me, of two platform providers. Each platform provider will then choose what is being called a mobile sportsbook operator. I, I believe that is the correct terminology, which for what anyone can figure, that's just going to be a, a basic secondary skin. So that could be you know, let, for example, um, let's say DraftKings and FanDuel are chosen as the two platform providers. They will each choose four skins to work with to provide sports gambling to New Yorkers. So that could be like your your Barstool Sportsbook, PointsBet, BetRivers, you know, any apps that you can think of. But how these platform providers are going to pick which partners they work with is a big mystery. You basically have to bring in competitors into the market with you. That's pretty crazy to think that 
someone could win this giant beauty contest. Like, let's say DraftKings gets one of these two coveted platform spots. And then they have to bring in other sports books, like, or, or even maybe FanDuel, their chief competitor, as one of the skins. That's hard to imagine. A lot of it is going to be, you know, who has curried, you know, some some favor or, you know, someone owes somebody a favor or, you know, any type of partnership that's been connected with between these sports book operators. Um, so, you know, it, it's just going to be it, until we see, like I said, it, it's it's going to be an interesting procedure. You know, uh, Governor Cuomo, since the beginning, has really favored a system that mirrors that of what New Hampshire runs right now. New Hampshire, they only have one sports book, online sports book operator. Their entire program is run by DraftKings, and they have a 50% revenue split with the state. Cuomo has always said that he doesn't want, you know, he wants to take out the middleman. He wants just a few apps, just a few, a few sports books. Uh, for gamblers, and he wants to, you know, wring as much revenue as he possibly can from the state of New York. Right. And so each of these providers, each license is going to be an automatic $25 million fee, which is not too shabby to begin with. And then, as you said, we're talking about 50 plus percent of revenue. Where my mind goes to as as a former gambler myself, and I'm sure gambling inclined listeners are thinking about this as well if the government is getting so much money where is that ultimately coming from uh well think about it this way um last year in new jersey i think the handle and i, I don't have this number off the top of my head but the handle is the total amount of that's place in the state i believe was over six billion in new jersey alone and you know that's not revenue so new jersey certainly doesn't get a 50 percent split of six billion for their handle but right. you know you, you have to think that new york will see greater amounts than six billion and there was one industry report in 2019 that said nearly 20 percent of all the bets placed in new jersey were from new york residents crossing the border of the state to place wagers in new jersey because it's it was obviously illegal in new york they just jump on the path over to jersey city or hoboken just to get a bet in before the big game I know a friend who works in the city, and when the train would go over Jersey lines, he would quickly get on his phone, place a couple bets before crossing back into New York, and that's how we did it. The concern from a gambler perspective, I'm sure, is that if the government is taking such a big cut, that means these books are going to need to be really profitable, which means that the lines probably are not going to be as favorable as the offshore books that sort of operate on the fringe of legality or after this, certainly <laughs> in total illegality and um, can offer better lines with um, less vig, so to speak. That has been one of the concerns. The other big camp that sort of opposed Cuomo throughout this entire process was a state senator, Joseph Adabo, and Assemblyman J. Gary Pratlow, who they had a plan um, where I believe they would have offered several skins for each casino 
and several online skins. So it would have been more in line with what New Jersey offers. New Jersey has a very competitive skin market. They have over 40 online sportsbook licenses available. They certainly don't have 40 licenses used at the moment. I think they're, I think they're around 19 somewhere. But like you said, I mean, these sports books, you know, they're, they're constantly in competition with each other. So the lines are, are usually a little more favorable uh, for gamblers. I mean, the promos, the promotions are, are always great. Uh, and the worry for New York gamblers is you're not going to get a whole lot of that, you know, in the Empire State. Mm, yeah. You mentioned um, the New York tribal nations. I, I, I've read that they're pretty opposed to, the, to this, this whole development. What's going on there? Well, they just want to be included. And Cuomo has said, you know, he gave a press conference last week to reporters and somebody brought this up and they just said, you know, how are you going to honor these gaming compacts with the tribal nations? You know, how are you going to include them in this? Because and they he have just said, you know, we will. rights in certain yeah, territory, right? Exactly. And, and he just said, you know, we will. Uh, and that, he kind of left it at that. You know, for instance, I know the Oneida Indian Nation, they made a statement where, you know, they said that the sports deal or the the bill that was approved uh, could be in breach of a 2013 deal with the state for exclusive gambling, like you said, in their region. And, you know, they said if they weren't included, if they weren't represented better in the sports betting bill, that they could halt their $70 million payment to the state. You know, the, I think everything right now is kind of at a standstill with that. There hasn't been a, a lot of news as to what's going on. But that that's another worry that, you know, p- potential lawsuits either from the tribal nations or, you know, other parties who feel left out of this bill could really could really slow uh, uh, getting operations off the ground. Well, there's a fascinating legal issue on, on, on that front. The, the governor's council has been quoted as saying that Bets are technically placed in the location of the computer servers, so mobile bets will be are technically placed at the servers in the casinos where they are located, at, um, the land-based partners, I suppose, of these of these operators, and so therefore they will be outside the territory of the tribal nation. This seems like an incredible string to dance on to me especially for a state that has historically opposed legalized gambling in all sorts of forms. I can only imagine the sorts of arguments that this would open up in terms of what is legal and what is not. If they're saying that the place where a bet is placed is where the server is, well, what's to stop someone in New York from betting at a London casino online because the server's in London, so they're not even in New York? Doesn't that arguments seem specious to you it's interesting and you know going back to the server issue i forgot to mention the platform providers have to pay a five million dollar annual fee to the casinos where their servers are housed which also brings up the question of uh you know DraftKings and fanduel both have partnerships with casinos in new york so if either of them are chosen are they going to have to pay the, the $5 million annual fee to the casino that they're already partnered with? I mean, like you said, there, there's so many moving parts to all of this, and it just seems like a lot of the answers are sort of dancing in the wind right now for lack of a better answer. It almost boggles the mind to see how all of this is going to be able to work 
by the stated goal of the Super Bowl. We talked a bit about how nothing is defined in this bill, or at least not well-defined. We don't really know what an operator is going to be. We don't really know what the online gambling skins are going to be, what that means, who they're going to be. Is it possible that that ambiguity is by design? I've seen some suggestions online that um, the governor's office made this bill cagey on purpose to sort of avoid opposition because it keeps everyone in the hunt. It could be. I, I mean, but like you said, you're you're opening yourself up to a lot of potential lawsuits. Um, you know, going back to the the tribal nations, I mean, uh, if the only way that they're going to be included, quote unquote, uh, like Governor Cuomo mentioned they would be last week, is that they would have the opportunity to be a part of the bid application process. Are they going to be happy if their bid package isn't chosen? Are they going to be happy if they're not one of the four skins then chosen by the platform providers? I mean, no, you have to think not. So, you know, yeah, you, you can leave it ambiguous, but if you're not tamping these details down now, you know, it just seems to me like you're opening yourself up to a lot of problems down the road. And certainly for the the libertarians and free market people out there, to have this sort of government stranglehold on legalized betting just seems like a disaster where New York State is fully in charge of who gets chosen, how they get chosen, how many are chosen, and what they can ultimately offer. And it it seems to me that that's ultimately going to inure to the detriment of consumers. I mean, possibly, or on the flip side, it all works out. <laughs> you know, I mean, everyone is is saying that, you know, the, the bill is, is not not well written. Uh, there's a lot of open ends to it. But, you know, what if Cuomo gets a, a platform provider that's willing to pay 55 to 60 percent and people, you know, New York gamblers just say, I, I will bet through my phone in the state borders. I don't want to have to cross over to Jersey anymore. You know, I'll, I'll take what take whatever lines are given to me. This could be a huge boon for the state. I mean, they're projecting $500 million annually to the state when this gets up and running. I, I've read a lot that says that that's quite the, uh, may, maybe a bit of a high estimate, but who knows? I mean, th this could be a huge home run. I, I hate to keep repeating myself, but it is just going to be, let's see what happens. Let's see who gets in the fold and let's see how New York betters take to this. On a previous episode, um, a guest and I ran through the history of sports betting in the country and in New York. And one of the predominant themes was that due to the sort of mass illegality of sports gambling all over the place, organized crime sort of stepped in to fill the void and offer betting, and especially in New York, for many, many years with the support of the sports leagues, because the sports leagues didn't want legal betting because they felt like it would hurt the integrity of the game. It would encourage players to point shave and all that. Back in 2014, the NBA commissioner, Adam Silver, came out and said, no, it's time to bring sports gambling out of the darkness and into the light. I can't think of a way that that could be done on a bigger scale than by legalizing it in New York, the biggest market in the country. So I certainly agree that this is going to have massive implications, um, but we just don't know what they're going to be, especially if the lines in these casinos are, or sports books are bad. And so they don't attract the, the level of players that 
that maybe the governor's office is, is hoping for. It's going to be very interesting. The owner of the Meadowlands, and I, I wish I had this quote up, but he was quoted uh, as saying that, you know, he, he thinks this is going to be a colossal failure. And he said the only bad part of the bill for him, you know, he obviously owns the largest sports betting revenue maker in New Jersey uh, with the Meadowlands facility for online and in person. Uh, he said the only bad thing is that, you know, Governor Cuomo is going to be voted out of office before he can see it fail. So, <laughs> you know, everyone's watching, you know, state after state uh, are jumping on, you know, all of these different forms uh, of sports betting programs. Uh, you know, we're, we're taping this on uh, April 12th and Maryland just today um, sent their sports betting bill. Uh, they approved their sports betting bill and it's going to be going to the governor's desk for approval and it's pretty much going to be approved. So, you know, everyone's jumping on this and everyone has a different way of doing it. And certainly all eyes are going to be on New York because it will be the biggest market in the country for sure. It's funny. It doesn't seem like too long ago that the quintessential gambling movie Rounders was about two New York gamblers playing poker at underground clubs. And when they wanted to go play legally and gamble legally, they had to jump onto the New Jersey turnpike and go all the way to Atlantic City. That is now a distant memory with bills like this coming through. I mean, we already mentioned that people could just go over to Secaucus or Jersey City or Hoboken <laughs> And now everyone in New York will just be staying home. Exactly. And, you know, one of the there is also uh, one portion of this bill, too, that could see or will see a request for information being put out by the state to see if there's any interest in there are four unawarded downstate New York casino licenses. And they're going to put out a request for information to see if there is still any interest in opening up downstate casinos uh, in New York. And so you could see more. You could see potentially four new downstate casinos. I, mean, I don't think you will. Uh, maybe you'll see one at most if, if there's any interest. But, yeah, like you said, hey, I mean, I, I grew up in and around Philly. I lived in Philly uh, in my 20s. And when my friends and I wanted to go gamble, we'd have to hop in the car and drive two hours down to Atlantic city. And, you know, now in 2021, there are, there's one casino in Philly, Philly proper. There's another being built. There are two more within 20 minutes of driving. Uh, you can gamble on anything you want, gamble on your phone. I mean, it's everywhere now. It's just, it's, it's wild to think about. When you say downstate New York, are we talking about Manhattan? Yeah. Manhattan, Long Island. Um, you know, I don't have a lot of specifics on that, but yeah, they, they, that would be downstate New York. So it's conceivable that in the not so distant future, we could be walking into Times Square and seeing a massive five level casino as if we're in London or <laughs> Ireland or something. Well, don't quote me on Times Square, but yeah, that downstate, um, I, I have seen Long Island definitely as a potential location. But yeah, I believe that would include the city itself. Robert Linehan, thank you so much for being a part of the first emergency pod. And let's keep a close eye on this uh, legislation as it moves forward. Absolutely. It's always a pleasure to be the first of something. And if, and if it's an emergency first, then you know I, I feel extraordinarily honored. Where can people find you? 
Uh, well, I'm on Twitter. I pretty much post everything I write uh, for XL Media uh, on Twitter, uh, which is R Linehan, R L I N N E H A N X L on Twitter. Uh, and pretty much everything for New York that I write about is posted on Elite Sports New York, which is just elitesportsny.com. Great. Well, thanks again for joining me. And as always, I can be reached on Twitter at Stephen B. Jacobs or at my email address at Herbert Smith Freehills, which is stephen.jacobs at hsf.com. If anybody has any questions, we want to thank you again for listening to this emergency episode about legalization of sports gambling in New York. It's an exciting issue and we'll have to keep our eyes peeled to see what happens next. As always, this is intended for entertainment purposes and not legal advice. Until next time.